everybody. Welcome back to the Esoterics Podcast. I'm Joel, and I'm here with my favorite girl, Fiora Lise. Hey, everyone. Uh, today, we're going to talk about moon energy and how to harness the energy of the moon cycles. Ooh, that sounds exciting, actually. I'm excited to get into that one. Um, okay, but not before we catch up with each other. Yes. So what's going on with you? What's new? Let's see. This weekend, um, it was full of readings. I did readings at Psychic Sister on Saturday, and then I did readings, virtual readings here out of my home on Sunday. And that was a really fun day. It was also a full moon. So there was lots of powerful, powerful energy. Yeah. Both days, actually, Mm -hmm. um, even on Saturday and What's coming out of all of these readings is right now, you guys, if you're a healer, a light worker, there's lots of social workers, lots of social workers, lots of clinical therapists that are sort of being called up, which means Mm. they're being asked to up level. They're being asked to incorporate more holistic and spiritual modalities into their practices. And they're being called to do more um, physical work like um, healing work, that uh, ah. sort of thing. Actually, now that I think of it on Sunday, um, I had a client who is near you. Oh. And I referred her to reach out to you because she needs to, uh, you know, just develop some practices. And I told her, I said, reach out to you because I knew that you would be doing um, some local events and yes. you're doing virtual, you're working with people one on one and also some virtual events. So she's near you. Like, awesome. I, I'm not sure where she said, but. Mm-hmm. But she's like, she's like it's an hour away or something. So awesome, awesome. Yeah, so it's a good it's a good good uh, a good time for um, light workers to really, really, really start developing your abilities and getting into all that. And it's a universal seven year. Yep. Yeah, that seven year is going to be big for a lot of people. A lot of people. What about you? What's going on? I spent this weekend. Uh, so we had um, okay. I was introduced to this woman, Anna. She's opening up a a mark, basically an indoor marketplace that's focused on like high end, like luxury vintage goods, reused goods. It. Yeah. Um, so she has um, a. It's basically a culmination of local artists, local people who have their you know their small businesses with reselling stuff, and so she's offering this huge, beautiful space that you know, where they can come in. Some people are going to be there permanently and then she'll also do pop-up so that the merchandise and everything that's being offered is constantly new and changing. And so you can go in there basically every weekend and see something new. It's really nice. That sounds super, super cool. Yeah. So we, we took the family because uh, they opened up officially on Friday. And then uh, my friend who introduced me to her, my friend Carly does vintage children's goods. So anywhere from like toys, books, clothing, it's really neat. She has a really Mm -hmm. neat collection that she's been building for a few years. Um, And her business is called uh, We Are Storytellers. Very cool. Yeah. Um, So I I was there with her and yeah, it was was really cool. Um, We got to meet a lot of new people and yeah, it it was great. I love that. I love that. And it's it's a marketplace. Yes. Indoor marketplace. Mm -hmm. Indoor marketplace. All right. See, I, I know there's stuff like that around here, but I never you know, hear wind of it. But Yeah. I uh, like that it 
is bringing us together as a local community because like having recently moved into this city, um, I don't know too many people that live in this area. So it's just a really great introduction into like local artists and vendors and stuff. So yeah, I'm excited to connect with people. To immerse yourself. It, when you and um, the hubs drove me around downtown Riverside, mm-hmm. it real, it is legitimately one of the cutest I loved it. It really is a lovely little like yeah. downtown area. Yeah, it's it's nice. Um, and um, it's not like downtown LA where it's so huge. Uh, it's very easy to navigate and it's very easy to walk through. So that's yeah. what I, I like about it. Yeah. And it, and it just looked, it, it was, you know, it was a mix of like mission, mission style, but mm-hmm. also, you know, modern and palm trees, but then also pine trees. Yeah. It was just, it was really, really cute and quaint and very, it, you know, it w- wasn't necessarily, it was kind of small townish, uh-huh. you know, but, yeah. um, but, you know, and maybe it was because it was Christmas. So it was all decked out in Christmas lights, but it, it was yeah. definitely a place where I would be like, oh, like I could totally live here. Yeah. It's a sweet, sweet place. Yeah. Do you have any announcements? I do. So I have revamped my website, which is now fiorelease.com. And I have our events listed on there, but also my services, which include local in-person services and then also remote. So if you haven't already, please take a look at that. That'll be linked in the show notes. And then also we have... We have one, maybe two spots left for our journey within, which is taking place in New Ego, Michigan. So if you've been thinking about it, I mean, I'm going to tell you, you got to act fast. <laughs> it's Cause. true. I, it's so true, you guys. I was just floored at how fast the interest <laughs> forms came in once we dropped that announcement. Like we, yes. like by the end of the night, we were like, um, I think we might be full. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and this is taking place Friday, June 23rd through Sunday, the 25th. And this will be a plant medicine assisted retreat. Um, and so we are, we did limit the space uh, purposely so that we could have just a nice small group of people to make it easy to connect and talk to each other. Because I feel like there's like a little bit of an air of disappointment when you get into a group with someone and then there's people that you didn't even get to talk to because there were so many yeah. people there. Um, and so we're really trying to foster connections within this group. So yeah. yeah, that's really our intent. Our first, well, our not our first group, but our, our last year's Michigan group, um, there are a handful of them that still get together and still connect with each other. So yes, it's nice that. that we can sort of, you know, be these um, these people that bring people together. Mm-hmm. So hopefully mm-hmm. uh, yeah. there will be more of that. And allow them to kind of create their own community and continue right. on in their own way, which is this that's like my I think between you and I we really resonate with that because it's mm-hmm. like we're not telling you what to do. <laughs> we're telling you, dude, go out and do it. Do it your own way and have fun. So and have fun with it. Yes. You know, mm-hmm. use these tools that we give you um to develop your practices. Do your healing, do your inner work, all that stuff. I yeah. mean that's really what this is about. And yeah, um, it's really fun. I really like the the, the direction that these retreats have taken. Yes. I just um, loved how th- to see the up level in people and especially in the last year with the intuitive development to see their up level in their own intuition and their connection mm-hmm. just because they were in this group that was safe to be open and to share mm-hmm. and, and also be encouraged 
to, you know, to, to keep going. Yeah. And you really do see it in the people that have continued their practices, that have developed their practices, that mm-hmm. have implemented their practices. People that don't really, and they just kind of do it every now and then. And they, you know, don't, I'm not saying that people don't take it seriously, but I'm just saying that, you know, in order to develop intuitively, you have to have a practice of, of practice. Yeah. And so the people that do that, I'm blown away, blown mm-hmm. away by, you know, where they are now. Yeah. That's awesome. How about you? You got announcements? Yeah. Um, today, I just want to talk a little bit about um, my reading tetralogy. Um, I've got it up on my website, um, joefigueres.com, mm-hmm. but it's yet to get its footing. So I just thought, you know what? I'm going to put a little out there and tell everybody a little bit about what it is. So it's a cosmic fusion of numerology, astrology, and human design um, to interpret your Akashic soul blueprint. What is the soul blueprint? It is that document, contract, what have you, that you wrote as your higher self to guide you through this current incarnation, your soul blueprint. And when you look at numerology, astrology, and human design, you see that numerology uh, means something, the astrology means something, and then the human design means something. So I thought I would um, go through that real quickly. Okay. So it's a 90-minute reading, and it is recorded, and it comes with a really cool PDF of your soul blueprint. So you have like a physical replica of what your soul blueprint looks like. Mm. We look at your core numerology, because numerology is the bones of your soul blueprint. It's the foundation on which your incarnation is built. It's your purpose. It's how you express yourself. It's the spark of the thing that lights you up. We also look at karmic debt that you brought forward from a past life for balancing. And then we look at any recurring karmic lessons that you'll experience in this life as you overcome them. So basically what that means is if you have a lesson in your life to learn balance in relationships, you're going to keep experiencing the same challenges or lessons within people until you actually learn the lesson. So that's what a karmic lesson is. Okay. Just knowing your core numerology helps you really understand um, who you are, what's not working in your life, and then how to overcome it. So we look at that. Then we look at your astrology. Okay. Now, astrology, as I have come to learn it, is the plan that your higher self has for you, it's the roadmap. So your 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 numerology is like your bones, mm-hmm. and then the astrology is like the roadmap. It's the people, the events, the circumstances that have been that are supported and orchestrated by the stars. And what I mm-hmm. mean by that is when we have oppositions, like I'm struggling with right now, or we have transits. Those are all specific events that bring out these parts of you are meant to activate events, circumstances, and things within your soul blueprint. It's really Uh. cool. In my brain, my nerdy cosmic soul blueprint brain, it's like a clock, like all of the inner workings of a clock. Yeah. All right. So basically what these astrology, astro transits and all these other things do is they get you on your path and they keep you there. Might not feel like they keep you there, but they do keep you there. So we'll look at your top three, of course, because, Uh you know, everybody's got to know that. But we also look at some really cool aspects that aren't standard in a birth chart reading. Mm -hmm. Like we look at your nodes to explore your past lives. Okay, we see what what you brought forward and what you have in your current life. 
We look at your career reputation and potential in your midheaven. We look at your part of fortune. And I love the part of fortune because that it will talk about the qualities that you need to embrace to achieve your most desired goals. The, the part of fortune is super cool. We also look at your vertex or what house your vertex is in. And that is to help check out any potential unforeseen life events that can impact your destiny. Okay, we'll look at your Chiron um, mm-hmm. to identify the soul wounds that you need to heal in this life. And then, of course, we explore your Black Moon Lilith to look at your desires, strengths, and passions that really are yearning to be expressed. That's your divine empowerment. Mm-hmm. Now, I know um, some um, interpreters of birth chart say that the Lilith really isn't worth looking at unless there are certain things that are in place. I, I don't agree. And I'm brand new to astrology, so you know who am I to be saying I don't agree? I, <laughs> but I don't, don't agree. <laughs> I'll tell you who I am. What I say, I said. What I said. No, I just don't agree because the Black Moon Lilith is your divine empowerment, and mm-hmm. that's really important when it comes to looking at your soul blueprint um, because your divine empowerment is the whole basis of you know having the soul blueprint. Yeah. All right. Um, And then we look at your human design. And again, I'm relatively new to human design, but the aspects of it that we're going to look at specifically relate to your soul blueprint. I'm not a human design reader. I cannot give you a human design reading, but I can look at aspects of your human design and tell you um, and interpret how those relate to the bigger picture. Mm -hmm. Um, And then we just look at your standard, um, you know, things like it's... Human design is actually the body's inner GPS. It's the guide to how to navigate your soul blueprint the most effective. Uh-huh. I say that human design is your intuition and physical form. Um, and it really is the key to your blueprint mastery. Um, and then we look at some just basic things like the strategy. Um, we look at your your type, your profile, your authority, um, your not self-theme, that sort of things. Um, very, very very helpful things that help you align with your truest expression of self. We look at your personality. We identify the specific way your higher self communicates with you through your body. That's really cool. Um, It's something that I love about human design. Um, We'll look at the specific way to use your energy and then the physical sensation that you're going to experience when you're actually operating in alignment with your strategy or your, your intuition, Mm -hmm. the body will tell you, the physical body will tell you. Um, and then also we'll talk about the emotions that you'll feel, the negative emotions that you'll feel in your body when you ignore your strategy and your authority. So a a key, again, it's, it's a genetic key, um, to mastering your life. Okay. But here's the best part. Um, the best part about exploring the human design is the review of manifestation. And I think I talked about this in a past episode uh, that it was, it's not something that is generally accepted by the human design community, but uh, it's called um, whether you're a specific manifester or a non-specific manifester. Okay? okay. It's something that is pretty much one person thinks um, has come up with this concept and has run with it. But when I read it, my legs tangled and I'm like, that's the truth. And so basically um, knowing which one you are, whether you're a specific or a non-specific manifester um, gives you, uh, tells you how to create a manifestation practice that actually freaking works um, without having to do all of the things. So, all right. So all of that said, 
that's everything that we go through. Again, 90 minutes, and then you get a printout. It's recorded, all that good stuff. So um, to take a look and book your own reading, um, visit my website. And uh, yeah, let's have fun. Let's get into this. That's, I, I love this reading. It's so much fun. Yeah, it's a very actionable plan. Exactly. My Capricorn designed <laughs> this. Yes. It's actionable. It's logical. It makes sense. There's no... Um, there's no to it. It's just, this is what you do. This is how you do it. And mm-hmm. there you go. Yep. Okay. Hey, I'm excited. Uh, oh, we already talked about what we're talking about today. So you ready? Yeah. Yeah. We're okay. talking about, we're talking about the moon and moon cycles. All right. So let's get into it. Okay. So I'm going to essentially break down the different phases of the moon. And although there's generally four I'm at, I'm breaking down the waxing and the waning. So I, there's three within those. So I'm going to go through all of them. Um, the only thing I am not going to talk about in this is I'm not talking about any moon phases paired with eclipse energies. Okay. In Mesoamerican practices, eclipses are generally something to protect ourselves from, and they're not always deemed the best to work with. However, I'm not going to tell you how to live your life. <laughs> if you feel called to work with eclipse energy, mm-hmm. do as you wish, but do some research and proceed with caution. Definitely use some obsidian to help with protection. That's it's a strong energy. Yeah, that's the best advice I could give you. If you do decide to work with eclipse energies, just be careful. Um, and then before I break down uh, the moons, the the moon cycles, whichever ones of these resonate the most with you and you wish to work with them. Maybe it's all of them, but if you want to do moon water with any of these, I just wanted to start here. You can make your moon water by taking some water, adding either Epsom salts or Himalayan salts, and this is to detox the auric field. Um, And then incorporate some crystals. The recommended ones to work with moon water would be rose quartz, amethyst, and clear quartz, because those quartz are actually all water safe. If mm-hmm. you if you in any way wanted to use them with water or just like around, that's that's all great and fine. Uh, but these particular ones are for cleansing, healing, and protection. And then some flowers that pair really well with this are lavender, for example, for relaxation, rose petals for love and confidence, and all of these to help boost the vibe of however it is you wish to work with the moon. I love that. I I I, I that whole idea of lavender and and then quartz in the water. Yeah, and I really love the idea somebody shared the other day about, I think it was Tracy, it was Tracy about adding the moon water to your, if you have a humidifier or... Um, right, and diffuser, yes. A diffuser, yeah, uh, your diffuser to help, you know, fill your room with that essence of the moon water, yeah, so... You know, that was genius, genius. I don't think she listens, but if she is genius, Tracy, you're a genius. Yeah. All right, so let's start with the first So the first cycle is the new moon, which is also known as the dark moon, because this is the first phase of the moon. It's also the easiest to miss, though, because what it looks like to us is like there's no moon or Mm -hmm. that's why it's called the dark moon. Mm -hmm. And this actually happens when the moon is positioned in alignment between the earth and the sun. And so we don't see the illuminated side of the moon. That part is facing the sun. So it appears dark, you know, from our perspective. The new moon reflects the zodiac position of the sun in that season. So, for example, right now, if the sun is in in Aquarius, then the new moon will also be in Aquarius. Um, 
the new moon is representative of youth, births, and new beginnings. The new moon lasts for about three days, and it is great for setting intentions. Mm -hmm. So this is an excellent time to retreat, go inward, reflect upon what you want to create for the coming month, meditate to get clear on your intentions, and then for added power, write a list of what you want to manifest, launch new products, projects, all that, anything you want to increase in your life, this is the time to do it during the new moon. One of the things that I love about the new moon is using my sun, moon, and rising to actually structure my intentions based on, you know, what's going on in my astrology chart. Yeah. So we've kind of talked about manifesting with your sun, moon, rising. Well, actually, I've talked about specifically your rising. Mm -hmm. So depending on your rising sign and more so what element it is, if it's air, water, fire, mm-hmm. earth, and using that, what one of those to, to manifest however it is. So if, for example, an easy one is with fire, you, you're you writing your manifestation and then you're burning it up. That's like yeah. a real common one, but that's more for fire signs. With earth, um, you can write your manifestation on a leaf mm-hmm. and, you know, something earthy and then um, either release it, bury it, However, um, with air, similar, you can do something with a feather. Um, and then with water, again, you can take your manifestation on a piece of paper and then maybe uh, cleanse, uh, place it underneath a glass of water or a glass of maybe the moon water. Um, another way, though, to kind of use water is you can actually speak your intention into the glass of water and then drink it. And then drink it. I love that, especially if it was moon water. Yeah. How much salt do you put in the moon water? You don't put a lot, just enough to cleanse it, correct? Yeah, uh, maybe I wouldn't add too much salt if I know I'm going to drink it. Mm-mm. Yeah, <laughs> I know. I mean, but even just adding like a little bit would still be, yeah, bring w- out the same properties. I would say maybe a teaspoon if, if you're going to make like, you know, a, a, a jar of it or whatever. I would tailor it to the amount of water you're going to make. Yeah, proportionate to. Yes, yes. Okay. And then after the new moon, we enter the waxing moon. So there are three phases of the waxing moon, but the waxing moon is representative of expansion, increase, and sexuality. And this lasts for about two weeks. And although there are some slight nuances between the different phases within this time, the energy of the waxing moon overall is about taking action. So if you set your intentions during the new moon, the waxing moon is about you taking action on those intentions. I love so that. So f- first is waxing crescent. So this occurs right after the new moon, and it, the moon appears like a sliver of a crescent. How to harness the energy of the, the waxing crescent moon is now that we've decided on what we're going to manifest, it's time to work towards those intentions. So this moon cycle offers a boost of hope and positivity as we, you know, get going with with our goals, embrace the dreams that you've imagined yourself, and then during this time when you do your meditation, meditate on those desires. After this is the first quarter moon. So this is uh, in the northern hemisphere. It's the uh, the right side of the moon uh, is illuminated, so it's bringing growth and illuminating understanding on your personal connection to the initial lessons of the new moon. 
So this is a, re- a really good time to appreciate your drive and directional energy. It means you have a halfway point to understand where you came from and where you still need to go to really utilize your time wisely. That first quarter moon is a perfect time to assess your intentions and decide what part of your plans may need to be revised. And a way to harness the energy of the first quarter moon is take a note of how are you taking the action to implement those new moon's intentions. It's the time really to make decisions. Use the face's momentum to overcome any resistance that we may be facing along the way. And then this is a time where you can add or change things that need tweaking with those new moon intentions and know that the universe is allowing us to make edits according to our lifestyles and needs because we have free will. After this, we get into waxing gibbous. And what this is, is this phase occurs two weeks after the new moon. The moon's vibrant light is expanding and almost full. The way to harness this energy is we can refine and clarify our ideas under this lunar phase, assessing the situations and discussing our feelings um, as to how we're focusing on these intentions. And then um, are we looking inwards and figuring out again, like what are we changing about our lives? Reciting positive daily affirmations will help give us that boost of confidence to evolve and transform into the next phase, which would be the full moon. Mm-hmm. Ideally, though, with the waxing phase, this is the time where you, we are moving from our intentions and then we're watching those intentions grow. Mm-hmm. That's the gist of it. Mm-hmm. Then the full moon. The full moon is representative of completion and maturity. The full moon also lasts about three days like the new moon. And this is about celebrating your progress. Uh, this energy can also be extremely emotional and it may be preparing you to release that which no longer serves. So this like last Leo full moon was really intense. <laughs> and it's definitely when it's sort of like extremely emotional, I was like, yes, absolutely. Some, some phases. It was just um, very, I felt like it was a very charged moon. Mm-hmm. This one. It was very charged. It was, it was awful. And I'm a Leo moon. So I was, um, you know, hoping really it would be it. easy, but it wasn't, it was a, fucking fucker. Yeah. So this, uh, this luminary occurs when the earth finds itself between the sun and the moon and the moon is at its fullest here. The way to harness the energy of the full moon is, is taking note that it is illuminating everything around us, even our intuition. So the glow of the full moon allows us to see situations and relationships from a clearer perspective. Typically, full moons are a time of letting go and releasing. So now is your time to quit the bad habits, leave the bad situations behind, and focus on healing. And there are many rituals associated with the full moon, like charging crystals, taking a bath, um, preparing the moon water, all that. It's And it is all with the intention of being in flow with the universe. Mm-hmm. So yeah. the actually, the ancient Maya believed that the full moon facilitated successful cycles of completion and maturity. So meditation, breath work, and coloring are really good rites or rituals um, for you to, to reflect on this idea of completion. Oh, I love that. And um, I'm doing painted rocks right now. I'm painting mandalas on little rocks. I'm going to leave oh. them over at Columbia Park um, for people. That's um, sweet. So that's good right after the full moon to do that. 
Yep, yeah, absolutely. Okay. Yeah. And when you do, especially coloring, it allows you to enter into a meditative state. And when you do that, you're opening yourself up to be more receptive to your own intuitive guidance. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. When you do this, however you choose to enter into meditative states, focus on where you have been and what you have already completed, knowing that each cycle is a lesson and you've gained the wisdom of that experience along the way. Okay. I like that too. Very much. This is a really great time to practice rituals to gain closure, uh, maybe around a particular situation or relationship. The whole point of it is that it's bringing an end to a cycle. Yeah. The challenge around full moons is that, you know, we think of, oh, I want to release. And often we want to release these things that don't serve us, right? Bad, like you said, bad habits, that sort of thing. Um but I really like the idea of looking at it as closure and celebrating everything that we've accomplished because then we're mm-hmm. not in the whole, um, I'm not good enough or I have this to yes. get rid of. We have the look how far I've come. And I exactly. really, really, really like that, um, especially a particular situation, mm-hmm. um, you know, just in your life, even if that's independence, right? Um, and yeah. ind- independence and calling in partnership. Right. Absolutely. So after the full moon, we move into the three phases of the waning moon. And this is representative, overall representative of dying, decreasing, and aging. The waning moon lasts for about two weeks. And this is a great time to continue that idea of releasing from the full moon. So as with the waxing moon phase, you could do a waning moon ritual anytime during these two weeks. I like that. Waning moon rituals can be powerful catalysts for healing and letting go of negative energy that can stagnate and hang around if we aren't mindful. So this is a really good time for quitting a bad habit, switching positions at work, changing the direction of your career, ending a toxic situation or relationship, changing your routines. It, this is all a great, th- great ideas of things to manifest during this time. So the first part of the waning cycle is waning gibbous. So what this is, it's right after the full moon and the moon begins to dim its light. So in order to harness this energy, um, we are over halfway through the moon cycle. So take a look of how have we come in with the intentions we set during the full moon. The waning gibbous is a time to take stock and then revisiting those intentions. Expressing gratitude is very essential in this moment. So try writing a letter to the universe and owning your power. Also, Writing a letter to yourself is a really great idea. Um, I've done this in practice. Um, when you're trying to bring in, call in more self-love, write a letter to yourself about the things that you love about yourself that are non-physical. Um, start there. And then as you progress, if you'd like to add physical attributes, that's, that's fine. But this really helps to, you actually kind of end up seeing it's, it's a little bit of shadow work because you actually end up seeing the things that you love about yourself are also the things that you love about other people. Mm-hmm. 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 So as you do this, um, uh, remember that as things decrease in one area, this allows for the flow of something else to come in. Cause when one thing decreases, it allows for increase in other aspects. So, for example, if you're trying to decrease in working with difficult clients so that you may attract more easygoing, more amiable people to work with, um, this is a great time to do that. But avoid saying like things like, I want to have 
less difficult clients or whatever, just say, I release difficult clients. Like be affirmative with those words. Mm-hmm. And and so it is. Mm-hmm. Listen, I'm calling you out here because yeah. you wrote this. So I'm going to guess that you would like to see a decrease in working with difficult clients. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> that cracks me up. Oh, when I read that, I started laughing. I'm like, I see you. I see you. <laughs> I, I, I do project. <laughs> I do. Uh, and then the next phase of the waiting moon is the last quarter moon. So this is also sometimes called the third quarter. And half of the moon lights up during this lunar phase. It's the opposite of the first quarter moon. So how to harness this energy. So think of this as a lunar spring cleaning. So this is a time to like literally clean out that which no longer serves us. So whether it be burdensome projects, toxic relationship dynamics, or even like sweaters and shit in your closet that you never wear, like this is the time to get rid of it. (laughs) Okay. So wait, we're in a waning gibbous right now. We're in a waning moon right now. So when does the last quarter moon come is what is there like a time frame for that the last well oh so okay i am going to include a link in the show notes for this website it's called moon giant moon giant i love yeah that. moongiant.com and it actually will tell you exactly what phase of the moon you're in that we're currently in that you're currently in yes so essentially, I mean, but it's, you're looking at two weeks from now. So the new moon is February 19th. So you have from now until then to okay. harness the this energy of of the waning moon. Oh, very cool. Very cool. Look, there's, that's a cool sight. Oh, I love that. Yeah. And it tells you the next full moon and how many days. Yes. Gives you all sorts of cool things. Moongiant.com. So as we're in this in this third quarter moon cycle, this is when we're coming to the realization of that which we have released in order to evolve. And so again, it's a time to clean your house, um, clean out all that stuff, um, mental, physical, all that. Um, Give our mind that final cleanse through regular meditation. And if you're looking for justice, this is the time when karma will come full circle. (laughs) (laughs) So cord cutting on bad habits can have very effective results if done during this lunar phase. Nice. And then the last of the moon phases is the waning crescent moon. And when I was little, the crescent moon was always my favorite. I loved loved a little sliver. Mm Mm-hmm. And so that's what it looks like. It's just a little sliver with only a crescent left on the left side. And how to harness this energy. So because this is the last lunar phase before the new cycle begins, this is the time when we need to be still and sit at peace. Instead of pushing ourselves, um, we should rest, focus, and reflect. And it's really important to find peace before starting the new journey that's coming our way in a few days with the new moon. On the back of my jewelry, um, depending on, there's always a moon on the back, depending on what the intention behind that piece is. But it's either a waning moon for expansion, or I'm sorry, a waxing moon for expansion, or a waning moon for going inward. So Mm. the moon, the direction of the moon on the back of my intuitive jewelry actually is symbolic of something as well. I love that. Mm -hmm. 
And so now that we've completed the whole lunar cycle, we can take a look back at the highs and the lows of the past few weeks to understand the lessons that that particular moon has brought to our attention. At the end of the moon cycle, take a crystal bath, like I said before, with flowers, with Epsom salts. It's also, if you want to clear out your space, this is a great time to do a white fire limpia. So this is where you take your, your vessel that you use, particularly only for, for this one purpose of doing these white fires. And a white fire, you take a handful of Epsom salt, some dried herbs, maybe something representative of what you're trying to, it's cleansing herbs. So like I personally really love eucalyptus. Um, so that's what I use. But whatever dry herbs you might have on hand, a splash of alcohol, light a match, drop it in there, and then safely put that in the center of your room maybe on a trivet or something, and wherever you want to clear out, that's a really great way to energetically cleanse the space. That is freaking cool. How long does it burn? Um, maybe maybe five minutes at most. It's very that's quick. That's really cool. I'm going to do that. Yeah, I love it. And that's and that's the best time to get to to do it. Um it's a good time to get ready because you're about to start that whole lunar phase all over again. The lunar journey. Yeah. The 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 lunation begins and then we start all the way back again with the new moon. Yes. And if you are looking for more resources on this, um, I did take some of the information that is in Erica Buenaflor's book, Sacred Energies of the Sun and Moon. And I would actually like to do an episode on the sacred energies of the sun in particular, because I don't think we ever really talked about that. And I think Mm-mm. we talk, people talk in general a lot about the moon and especially at the full moon, I feel it's kind of like overhyped sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. But the sun, I mean, the sun's like mm-hmm. full of energy. So that is also a really great way to mm-hmm. to manifest or just to call in your sacred essence energy into your into your life. I mean, yeah, it's the center of life. It's the, you know, the sun. It is the giver of life. And yeah. just even just the symbology around it. Mm-hmm. Um, that's another something that I'll have on the back of my jewelry is the sun. Um, yeah. And it also has symbology for just, usually I'll put that on there for healers, the givers of life, the healers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so. Oh, and also, since we're on the topic of the moon, uh, if you are local to the Riverside area, I will be hosting a new moon ceremony here in Riverside, and this will be February 19th, and that's how I knew exactly when the new moon would be. Hey, yeah. Yeah, uh, and uh, this will be – it's it's limited. Um, I've counted it out to 15 people so that we can keep it, nice, again, nice and intimate, safe space. And we'll be doing group Reiki. I'll be doing a group Limpia for the room, and then um, I'll guide you through a meditation. Um, and then we will go through an actual manifestation ritual at the end to, you know, call it – kind of bring it all together. Uh. I love that. And I'm so mad that I can't be there, but watch me. I'll show up. I'll be like, I'm here. Let's we'll do, do one. So this is, I'm doing this at the Rain Cross District. This is where I was talking about at the beginning of the episode. Mm-hmm. So this is a brand new space that just opened. So it's a marketplace plus a wellness, um, a wellness room, a wellness area. So we're going to break that in. This will be a f- the first event that we're doing there. And yeah, and then hopefully this will be a monthly thing or just we'll see kind of how how it goes and but definitely this will be a recurring thing that we do more than once um so stay tuned 
Yeah. Yeah. You guys, if you can catch that in person, you're really, really lucky. Um, so support um, your Fiorellis and um, go get yourself. Is it a ticket? Yes. Yeah. Well, it's uh, yeah, you just got to reserve your spot. And it, it's, it is on my website. It's under my events. It's right there. Okay. Excellent. Well, thank you. That was really, really, really fun. Um, I love talking about the moon and the phases. The phases are really, really magical. Um, mm -hmm. And there's things within those phases that you can do. You know, you, you hit on, you know, what I like is that you hit on what to do within those specific phases. Yes. And so now you can find like a practice, you know, to help support what you do within those those specific phases. So. Yep. Absolutely. Very, very cool. Well, um, what I can do if you don't mind is I can transfer that to, um, some fun, um, slides or, and then put that on tools for the modern mystic so everybody can access cool. that information. Yeah. Awesome. Yes, absolutely. Right. Excellent. Yeah. Well, friends, um, that means that it's time to say goodbye. Um, you can find us on all the socials under Esoterics Podcast, and you can catch us on Facebook um, under the Esoterics Community. It's a fun, safe place to ask questions on all things um, spiritual, woo, not woo, science. And yeah. Recently, someone posted a really cool video of a horse with all these orbs. And <laughs> I've not, I don't think I've ever seen that many orbs in a video. It's crazy. That's so cool. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's a fun place to hang out. Yes. So you'll also find support and information on developing your own spiritual intuitive abilities, as well as your daily practices on Joe's website, which is joefigures.com. We'll always cross post into the Esoterics community on Facebook as well. Thank you for hanging out with us today. Stay mystical, magical, and don't let anyone tell you what to do. All right. Bye. Bye. Bye.